so you'd be fine. Right. Uh, I haven't changed it. No, you don't tie shoes in competition, so you'd be fine. All right. Sound. <coughs> Wonky AF. Three, two. <laughs> you don't want to go. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Things where like you uh, take fucking one. Uh, yeah, I think I mentioned that last week actually. Could do with one of those. What are they, what are they called? A, a film clippy thing. <laughs> <laughs> someone will know, like, someone will know, and I'm sure they'll tell us. Um, anyway, welcome to uh, this episode of the Liverpool Strength Podcast. Um, I'm Martin Kimberley, uh, joined by James McPhee. Unfortunately, there's no Odin today because he's uh, he's just being a very good boy at home instead of in the gym. So instead of being in the gym, instead of being in the gym, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so today we were just sort of like mulling over like some of the things that we want to talk about today, and I think like a really good place to start. Um, is with goal setting, but before we get onto that, how's things, James? Anyway, I've just found what that thing we're on about. It's a, it's a, cl- a clapperboard, by the a way. Clapperboard. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to donate a clapperboard, <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm not just doing this or that or one of them. <laughs> Seventeen pounds on Amazon. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Need to get the podcast making money first before you can. Well, yeah, we'll get like <laughs> when we get the Patreon going, like that'll be yeah. the first purchase. Is, what is it called? OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? A clapper board. Yeah. Mm. Or you can get it's either seventy, sixty, ninety-nine, or you can get a proper. Kind of like that black and white one. Sixteen hundred. That's quite cool. Sixteen hundred pound. Digital one, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. How much is that one? Thirteen ninety nine. Uh, that's probably more within our budget range. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm I'm all right. Injuries, not as bad as I thought it was, but it's still painful. I haven't trained for three days. It's kind of funny that, isn't it? Because you feel like when um, when you don't train for a couple of days, that when you actually come back to it or come back to training that you're gonna have like gone for weak as shit um, and be feeling like be feeling like you're starting back at square one but in reality it's not really that bad so three days in the grand scheme of things especially when I'm like training as well like I'm in the, yeah. the intense block I'm like two weeks off from competition yeah. I'm expected to, to feel like shit to feel fucking terrible yeah um, so it's not the end of the world it's probably change up from next week I'm not jump back in the program but do a, maybe a two week taper mm. 
that makes more sense than trying to jump back in to the point that you were at. Because like next week, I think it's like similar to Smart Junior, that volume yeah. phase. <laughs> you make your legs cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and do some bench and weight stuff later. Some kind of powerlifting, which yeah. is always good fun. Um, I mean, I know I didn't, I don't think I trained for like 10 days when I was sick, when I was ill the other week, which I think I had the flu, by the way, like the real life, actual real world flu as opposed to like the uh, the other one that's been doing the rounds <laughs> that closed the uh, the earth down for a couple of years it's just fucking crazy when you think about it but anyway um yeah so talking about about that um and tying into like sort of the first thing we were going to talk about which was uh, goal setting um obviously taking a little bit of time out of training um, it can be super frustrating, especially when you've dedicated quite a long period of time. Uh, I know you'd obviously trained, um, what, for a good sort of, how long have you been like, trained for towards this competition? Like, so like 12 weeks or something like that? Yeah, this, this was week 12. Mm. So uh, that's a pretty considerable like, time investment with that end goal of the competition being like the the main kind of focus of, of what you wanted to, um, what the sort of end point was for the, uh, the training. <laughs> and so that, that can kind of be, uh, that can, sorry, not kind of, that can be a pretty frustrating thing when like little niggles come out and they affect what you're like doing session to session like week to week obviously like you say you've got to take it into context that getting towards the peaking point of a powerlifting program is like a pretty fucking disgusting place to be like you should everything should be feeling heavy because your fatigue your fatigue is going to be so fucking high and that's the whole point of like the taper is like you taper off so that you can get like some good recovery in there and then on competition day express that strength that you've built with as little of the fatigue as possible super compensating mm. fancy word for it <laughs> <laughs> fancy word time I, I, I do like a good uh, a good super compensation uh, analogy which because essentially that that's what it is and obviously you can think about that like session to session um exercise to exercise even sort of like rep to rep which is kind of like a mad way of thinking about things that you could potentially have improved a rep after you finish the last one as long as you've recovered which is a pretty mad way of thinking about super compensation because in general the way you'd want to think about it is if you start off at a certain point where like you're normal you train that adds fatigue. <clears throat> Once you've recovered from the training, we start off at a slightly higher point and then we want that to continue on and on and on, which is why generally a pretty good recommendation for training is to like have a day off in between each session so that you can allow for that recovery to be, um, for that recovery to happen so that you're in a much fresher position and you're more well recovered to train the next time. Um, and so that kind of sort of ties in with 
what we like sort of had a little chat about before we started recording, um, which was goal setting. So I suppose like first sort of point of call now after you've not trained after you've not trained personally for three days is what is going to be your goals for like your next training session just try and make it pain free (laughs) (laughs) but obviously like it's weird because like obviously you're saying before about feeling weak after coming back from injury or being off but I find that if I've been ill if I've been ill for a week it's different than having an extra rest day in between sessions Mm. So I probably could go back to where I was, but it's probably not not smart because the, the yeah. pain's still there. It's like, what would you gain from? What would what would be like the benefit of jumping back into that? Um, because if you did jump back into that point and fuck yourself up, that would be worse than taking like a. Um, an extra day of like lighter weight, so like you can move in a barbell round essentially. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit like a, I wouldn't say it's an ego thing, but like a mental thing mm. as well, being like, oh, I can still, I can still, I, I, I can still yeah. move this weight. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's like, that, that, that is like a, a good point, and from like w- with you saying, like, obviously it's different when you're ill. Yeah, because like after, after I done that, I thought, oh, no, like on Monday afternoon, I was like, what have I done? Like, I've yeah. I was almost feeling like I've just thrown the last 10 weeks away. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not be able to compete in two weeks. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I've let myself down. I'm probably like, be fine. Yeah. But yeah. Now I'm like, no, you, just, you were just being stupid. You were. <laughs> <laughs> but like now I've had two days off. I'm like, head wasn't in training yesterday, last few days anyway. But it, it does, it does now take. I'm getting that, that itch back to train, which is good. Yeah. Like, it, it, it does take um, a mental toll on you because. If you um, buy in, lifting is life. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, <clears throat> if if you uh, do buy into like to like training, like essentially like what what we do, um, then it is like a big part of it's a big part of your life. And obviously, if you've got a competition coming up with obviously some goals attached to that competition, then if you've invested all this time and effort into the training so far. Then it can be a big, it can be a big mental head fuck. Um, like the the point about like being ill. So like my first session back after I I didn't I don't think I trained for like ten days or something like that. Um, and if you want to see like the sort of the start of me getting sick, watch the uh, what's it called like illness vegans and something else from about two weeks ago, and. You'll probably be able to hear it in my voice that like I'm I'm not a well man <laughs> during that period. So like my first session back, I think you were in the gym when I was doing it. it was like it was like forty kilo snatches and bloody sixty kilo cleaning jerks, which ended up to be hundreds. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'll score forty sixty. Ended up with like what eighty hundreds. Well, that was the day after. So the next day, I repeated the same session. So it was like the fe- the very first day though, it was forty. It was like it was forty sixty, and then I just thought I'll probably be able to do like seventy, seventy eighty something like that, and like bump them both up by like twenty kilos. Sorry, sixty eighty. Matt was terrible there. <laughs> bump them both up by uh, twenty kilos. 
But because I'd like, you know, taken a bit of a step back and be like, you know what, your first session, just move. Woke up the next day, it felt like better than I'd ever felt after that very first one where I'd done the 40-60. Um, felt a million times better than any of the previous bloody 10 days and done like triples with like 70 and like 100. And so on Monday, just gone after, you know, taking the weekend um, and getting back into the swing of things, those weights went up again in different, in like different sessions. Cause I'm obviously starting my competition prep now for uh, June. Um, those went, weights went up again but Monday's session, even though it was heavier than the previous Thursday, felt easier. And it's probably because I've taken that time to be like, to go against the opposite of what I want to do, <laughs> which is like lift as much fucking weight as I possibly can and just take the time to like, do you know what? You've not done anything for 10 days. It's probably going to be a wise choice to pull back on the reins a little bit and imagine you were talk. Imagine you were giving someone else advice. Yeah, but do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> that is also a very good point. <laughs> yeah, I think before the English as well. Years ago, I got ill like the week before English. Just kind of threw it all in the bin. <laughs> like, um, and, and with with stuff like that, it's. Obviously, you're quite close to competing, so it, it might feel like it's a little bit different for you. But on the flip side, there is still like a good, like what, 14, 15 days or something like that till you have that competition day. So having one day, you last trained on Monday, and that was when, that was when like the pain sort of got, the pain outweighed the kind of training that you wanted to do. Yeah, I was just getting frustrated with myself as well. Yeah. So why is that? Why, why me? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. so like a mental thing and a physical thing as well. So like the two mixed together is not really conducive to a successful session. Mm. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with like today moving things that, moving weights that are a lot lighter than what you would do normally just to make sure that, oh, okay, I am still pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> those weights weren't an issue so if I train today and move well today well I've still got tomorrow and I've still got next week and I've still got most of the week after yeah. it's just a sign that sometimes sometimes your body needs a bit of a fucking breather and giving it that time and being grown up about it listening to yourself as if um listening to the advice that you'd give to someone because if someone came to you and gate and told you like I, I had to stop training on monday because uh, i hurt hurt my side i've got a competition in two weeks um what should Probably i do today what would your advice be to them and they, they were like fucking scared they weren't going to be able to compete um the pain had gradually sort of maybe built up to that point um, and it just became too much at that point. What would your like advice be to someone who wasn't you, <laughs> but was in that position? Um, I'd tell them maybe go and get it, go and get it checked out. Mm. And then I'll 
like severe the pain was. Because obviously it's sort of like made in the feels like a drip, mm. but I actually think it's more muscular. Something. Just your abs. Yeah, I'll take a f- what are they? <laughs> take a few days off, see how it eases up. Maybe still try and train around it if it's not too bad, but just take it easy. And then what would get, your get, advice get be on the day that they were gonna? They'd said, right, okay, I feel all right. Go, go lighter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that sort of ties in with the overall, like sort of overarching theme of it, that um, you can still get to that point of getting back to where you were. It might just be worthwhile. Like one day, like um, one little bit of sunshine doesn't make summer. <laughs> Like what was that? Crew said was it from Rich Froning? Uh, in what was Rich Froning? In training, listen to your body. In competition, tell it to shut the fuck up. Which is like a fucking brilliant quote. But what I was going for, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, because after, after comp, like yeah, like the work on comp day, all the work's done. So you've got like full sends, and afterwards you can deal with it then. Yeah, exactly. Um, Playing dinosaur game there. I'd forgotten to turn the the uh, internet back on because <laughs> it saves battery. Oh, all right, here we go. And if you can for a quote. guess which, um, why is this not coming on? I'm gonna do it on my phone instead. Was it a quote? Yeah, but. If you want the rainbow, you've got to put up with the rain. <laughs> and can you guess which philosophizer said that? Mm. Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from the fucking office. <laughs> Quality. So the, it, it, it shows it obviously in that the. <clears throat> yeah, you probably you will still be able to compete on that day. You'll still get the the total because you've you've done the training for it. Like, just because you miss uh, like a day of training, and just because you do one session that's a little bit lighter than you would like, doesn't mean that you'll have gotten weaker. It just means that you're being sensible to like reintroduce. Yeah, training back into the back into the mix uh, and would you saying like it, it was a mental thing um, obviously that mental block of not wanting to train if you've got that itch back then that's fucking three quarters of the battle really isn't it yeah it's also a sign like my body didn't need the rest like mentally and physically like <laughs> yeah. so I think that that kind of ties in quite well with with goal setting um, in that you don't have to change your goal you just might have to change your plan because even the best plan in the world um, can come up against like stumbling blocks um, and things that are going to stop that plan from being executed 
absolutely perfectly. Um, I don't know if you've got like, um, if you like sort of considered that this kind of thing might happen to you, like what? while you were preparing. The injury or yeah, yeah. Had you like considered? Not not get injured, but like maybe some left stall in like some sessions mm. around this time. Yeah. Like last time I did this like program psychology. Stalled around this week on like deadlifts and stuff. We say we're moving at all. Yeah, <laughs> glued to the floor. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. I didn't quite expect injury. How would you say? Like, what would what would be your uh, your best like sort of piece of advice for someone who like felt like the on the path to the goal that they had, they were starting to stall a little bit. So I'd say it depends how far are they stalled. Like maybe, like maybe it could be too, the goals maybe too big. Mm. If it's like weightlifting wise, um, it's, it depends what the goal was, what whereabouts they stalled. Because me, me stalling now is sort of expected to happen. Because mm. I'm so far into it, I'm so close to competition. Like Deep that, down, that, fucking mine. That overreaching <laughs> phase, so obviously I'm going to feel like shit. Mark Cubby's not going to be there. But if they're stalling in like week two or three, maybe they're trying to go, go too hard straight off. Right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Like if someone was, let's like. Uh, hypothetically go for uh, in someone just wanted to just get stronger they didn't even have like a competition booked um, <clears throat> and they were starting to stall maybe in the first sort of like week or two of their program like what like what do you think like would be some of the things that like we could advise as coaches that would make that make getting back onto the horse a little bit more straightforward Hmm. Week one, two, like early doors. Like, let's say we've got like a twelve-week program, and someone's like stalling in like sort of fir- that first four-week block. Okay, maybe it starts with n- numbers that are, that are too high. Because <laughs> obviously, you don't want it the first week to be. Impossible. You want it to be easy. You want to build up to again the first two, three weeks, just accumulating that that volume, getting the, like the good reps in. Like, you want to be around like a say RP scale, like RP six, seven, the first few weeks, just to. But I meant to build that volume in. Shouldn't be anywhere near failure. No, like, yeah. For any, for anything really, like four plus reps or yeah, RPE scales, um, six to seven, something like that. Maybe like maybe even like percentage wise, if you're training off percentages, maybe sort of like fifty, sixty percent, something like that. For depending on uh, depending on like rep ranges that you're going for. Um, all that kind of stuff because I think that is that is like definitely it's a common problem I feel with people who do want to get stronger that start off too heavy like if you know that you've got 12 you've got three months like (laughs) you've got you've got three months uh, where all right we'll we'll throw a competition back into the mix here 
Uh, we've got three months to get ready for it. Like, there's no point starting anywhere over eighty percent, really, because you've got you can spend you could spend the first sort of four weeks of it at sixty percent or less, just getting like good quality reps in there. And obviously, this depends on um, like what kind of rep schemes you're following. But on the whole, as like a a way of building confidence <clears throat> and um, the mental side of things of being very far away from failure you only really want to be at that point either a week out from competition or on the competition day itself like I would rather someone went through the whole training block like we'll take a power lifter as an example I would rather someone went through the whole of the block and got to the very last week and started to grind reps out. Got the first two squats in and then failed the third one because they overshot a little bit. Got the first two benches in and failed the third one because they overshot things a little bit. And then got the first two deadlifts <laughs> and failed the third one because they overshot a little bit because that's still probably going to equal a bigger number than if they'd have tested everything 12 weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I smiled me like I, remember, I did a weight cycle once where I, I never missed a lift once like the whole like 12 week mm. block where I was it was probably like the best train ever <laughs> it just felt so everything was felt so easy big lifts were going up each week so yeah no, no missed lifts building confidence um, it's like sort of like a, a confidence competence scale like um, and there are quite a few like like um theories like sort of surrounded those um like people who are very confident would generally not really pay much attention to their own competence <laughs> and if they are sort of <clears throat> like people who are a less uh, confident but highly competent um might fail because um, if their confidence is low, like if your confidence is high and you're building better competence, then your chances of succeeding are exponentially increased. Like it, it, it sort of it can come back to being uh, external sort of goal orientated. So that's stuff like like winning a medal or um, finishing like in top spot in your weight class like shit like that or being like sort of process driven or like in internally motivated um, or having like a an, like an intrinsic goal which could be something like for powerlifting like going nine for nine weightlifting going like six for six or something like that like so building your competence um, because the two can intertwine and help to generate like essentially like an unbreakable mindset which <laughs> might only be broken if like a major injury happens like I would say that yours is probably like it's a bit of a niggle really it's like a fucking annoying niggle more than it is like a complete uh, a complete um like stop, stop me from doing it yeah a complete like something that's gonna completely fucking stop you from doing this competition and and fucking smashing it 
<clears throat> um, and so knowing the difference between the two, between something like if you break your leg, yeah, you're probably not going to be squatting anytime soon. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like pistols. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. I go. What would you be able to do that if you broke your leg like six weeks out from a powerlifting competition? Because you could still deadlift. Like you just like jam your fucking foot into the floor and do a stiff leg deadlift. I suppose yeah. <laughs> would you be able to? Uh, do a pistol squat with like 200 kilos on your back. Would that be like within the rules? Maybe. Unless you got to have both feet on the ground. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you, I think you do actually. We'll have to look into that. Not that I'm planning on breaking my leg anytime soon. Like touch wood. There you go again. Test the theory out. Yeah. Break your leg. <laughs> Break me leg to enter a powerlifting competition just, just to see up, if I get yeah. red lighted. <laughs> or should I just turn up in a cast? Yeah. <laughs> see what they say so you turn on, me away. <laughs> so I think there's like some, some pretty good fucking takeaway points around like goal setting, especially like early on in your, uh, certainly early on in your uh, training program. Um, if you're brand new to like sort of strength training or uh, you're getting ready for a competition that's going to be like relatively soon. Um, obviously, like three within like sort of three-ish months or whatever. The your first like four or five weeks, focus on building confidence rather than confidence and competence. So like performing good reps, uh, really really well. Like staying as far away from failure as you can. Um, obviously you still need to make it challenging because if it if it doesn't fucking challenge you then you're not gonna really get any fucking benefit out of it so it does still need to be challenging but you shouldn't be failing reps like 12 weeks out from a competition really um when you have those injury setbacks did you want to add something to that i was gonna say yeah, just like we're in week one now aren't we of a, a new cycle for the for the gym it's like no one should be near failure in these first few weeks. Not at all. Like, kind of first four weeks, just bit building that that base. Mm. There's different yeah. variation before we get back into the full lifts. Like it's um, essentially like yeah, like that. That's a really really good example. While we're in like week one of uh, our new like programs, because um, there there is a there's a shitload of variety in the. Uh, in the program at the moment because the last six weeks have been quite quite intense on the lifts a lot of pauses yeah, yeah. everyone everyone was in week five they were they were sore they were like, <laughs> I'm struggling <laughs> lots which, of PBs though yeah, 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 yeah but next week lots of PBs I was made up with the way that pro just like off topic a little bit I was made up with the way that program went because I was, at first I was like mm, I'm not sure how many people are going to really buy into this then by the end of it everyone seemed to buy into it yeah yeah and came away with if they didn't get a PB on like a normal lift, they got it on the variations with the, the pauses in there. Mm. Either way, and lots of people ended up beating the um, actual maxes with like on like a pause squat, for example. So pausing at the bottom of a squat yeah. was heavier than they'd ever done in the normal lift, which <laughs> 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 is fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, that's what I chose. They might not have been squatting properly. Oh, exactly. Which, which is <laughs> like... It gives, gives them more control over it just dropping down. Exactly. Like, the rest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Fucking fair play, guys. 
a, yeah, that's a really good example of, um, of what we've just been talking about. Like a, um, the people in the gym starting a, a new program, which a lot of variety to begin with, um, lots of different variations uh, of, of lifts, um, essentially keeping things nice and fresh for a good couple of weeks. And kind of, it's, you can think of it as like sort of foundation building, really like we're building a wider base to build a higher peak. Um, Basically like what, GPP? Mm, yeah, like essentially that's the best way of looking at it really, like getting, generally getting a little bit fitter, a little bit stronger in lifts that no one's ever really going to test the um, max, um, the max like kettlebell front rack squat. <laughs> really but it's a variation that's obviously later down the line if we spend enough time doing them like as I think this is a, that's an example of like one of the lifts that's been on the program the last like day or two <clears throat> later down the line that um, variety might have just helped to like build someone's core a little bit just get it that tiny little bit stronger um, because we're doing like quite high rep stuff at the moment, um, it's given them the chance to practice a slightly better movement pattern. And so it, it all uh, has the output of increasing the competence and the confidence as well. Like you've lifted a lot of weight for a lot of reps. Um, it's, it's surprise, surprise, it's made you better <laughs> later down the line when, when we retest things again. Obviously, there's there's other factors to to uh, consider, such as like the effort that gets put into it. Like, if something's a piece of piss, if you can hold a conversation while you're training, and you're in your working sets, then you're probably not really training hard enough. Really, definitely not. <laughs> you might be you might be able to get out a word or two, but you shouldn't be able to like. You know, like have a bar on your back and be able to hold a full conversation unless you're doing one of those sessions where you're coming back from maybe a little bit of time off <clears throat> and you just want to get into the gym and move as opposed to as opposed to like really focus on uh, increasing weights and increasing intensity um, I think there's like a couple of really good like sort of take home points for setting goals um, you got some stuff you want to you want to talk about in relation to that? Any uh, practical tips? I see that you've been like scouring through some notes there. I was just just having a little little mooch. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Yeah, well, I I find my goal settings more based on performance rather than anything else at the minute. Mm. Obviously, slightly on the scale, but I just hate the scale. <laughs> Me too at the moment. But although, uh, I think last week, uh, obviously, I told you I'd enter that competition and I've got, I had like seven kilos to lose. After me, Brecky, uh, was it, it was either yesterday or the day before, I was down a kilo, so only six ish to go, which should be fun. <laughs> it's <been a> big <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why I made the minute, but. Like that's the only time I care about scales when I'm close to competition. competition. Yeah. 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 Um, so with what you just said there, like uh, give us uh, like 
sort of definition of like a performance goal and another type of goal. So obviously you're saying you like to focus on performance goals, which yeah, because I used to like I used to always yeah, crash fast hard to be like a that you like ripped mm. six pack. But then once you once you're there, it's like what now? Yeah. But you're you're always sort of trying to be chasing the that next. No, I'm, I'm confusing myself there. <laughs> I've, I've had not had enough coffee today. <laughs> or, or too much. I've only had two espressos. No. Two espressos today. I need some, some pre-workouts. <laughs> um, yeah, see goals. You can always well the scale goals. You might not get there. Like you might end up. It might be a fucking impossible task. Yeah, it could, yeah. could be. Yeah. Might, might not ever get there, might be heavier than you thought you might be, you mm. might need to be lighter to get that physique goal. Yeah. Like, like you you could stay the exact same way and look completely different. The exact same weight, sorry, and look completely different. Yes, that's why I prefer to look at air from sort of the aesthetic. Like what you can see in the mirror, like progress photos rather than looking numbers. Yeah. No, that's that that's a very like a great way of looking at things because I think that a lot of the time because obviously a weighing scale like a scale to weigh yourself is it's just like an, an accessible tool really isn't it like most people have like a bathroom scale so it's like jump on the scales every so often like every morning or whatever um, and so that can kind of become what people equate with like how healthy and how fit they are whereas really like you probably want to consider more like how do you feel yeah. what's your clothes what do your clothes fit like what what do you like how are your energy levels yeah like yeah how you're moving mm. um i used to have clients that would be like oh like just hit pbs and lifts but like but the scale's not moved yeah I'm like, if you just see what you just lifted, <laughs> like, if you see how you're moving, yeah. you don't worry about little digits on a on scale. You're worried about how much, uh, how much <laughs> downward force you can apply to yeah. the ground. Yeah. Like, it is a funny one. Um, that's why if you take one thing away from this podcast, treating your weight like part of a much bigger picture is probably going to be a pretty good idea um, and generally a much better way of um, figuring out whether you're making progress or not is to take a couple of progress photos, like one from the front, one from the side, one from the back, um, measuring a couple of different parts of your body with like a tape measure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not, not, not that part. Not that part. <laughs> Unless you're really curious or insecure. <clears throat> um, measure, measuring a few few different things like muscle circumference measurements. So if you want to get bigger arms, it's probably going to make sense to measure your bicep. <laughs> measure around like the circumference of your bicep and tricep. If you want to drop a, a, a jean size, it's probably going to make sense to maybe measure around your waist or your belly button. Um 
Similarly, if you want to build a big juicy humpy, big dumpy, it's going to make sense to measure it around your bum, around your hips. And now there's like sort of three different things for obviously a couple of different body parts, which at what point does what you weigh mean fucking anything to any of those? <laughs> really? Like, because it doesn't. Like, if you want bigger arms, if you weigh 100 kilos, but you've got bloody, I don't know, 15 inch arms you could weigh 100 kilos and potentially have 20 inch arms like your weight on the scales doesn't really fucking matter like the tape measure isn't like it doesn't really fucking come into it um obviously as well yeah like using your using your weight as um it's just this as a as a tool to track, isn't it? Yeah, like it's not, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's further down the list than people think. Exactly, exactly. It's um, a bit too much emphasis and focus gets put on it when there's all these other things that can equal better progress. Like, let's say you're out, of, you're 100 kilos and you're out of shape, um, and you start training in the gym. And you notice that your energy levels are better, your mood's better, um, you enjoy the the exercise and the training that you're doing. Well, you might still be a hundred kilos in like four weeks' time, but if you feel better mentally, then that's a real good sign of progress. Like, and your weight on the scales becomes a little bit less important. Like you say, it is like it's just another fucking it's like the corner of a jigsaw all right it's important to to like maybe have it as a reference point but it's not as important as the rest of the fucking picture whereas like <laughs> a quarter of that whole jigsaw might just be the way that you feel another quarter of it might be the way that your clothes fit another quarter of it might be bloody the, the weights that you lift in the gym like and what that does for you so yeah, put a little bit less fucking emphasis on how much you weigh uh, and start thinking of these other things that probably are going to lead to you being a lot more happy. Yeah. Hmm. You can always be assessed at the scale. It's like, what's not good? <laughs> Got down to like, from 100 down to like 60 kilos. Yeah. Now that's crazy because if you look at that prowler there, that's got 60 kilos on it. And that doesn't look like a lot, does it? No. <laughs> I was like 64, 65. Yeah. And now I'm sitting around 96. <laughs> nice. I'm always back to my style and weight too when I got into fitness. It's a strange, it's a strange thought. I'm like seven kilos off almost, seven, eight kilos off. Yeah. But obviously I'm a completely different size and shape. If you could go back now to like when you first started and explain like what was going to happen over like the over that course of years, like what would you say to yourself? So like before you've lost, before you've essentially like halved your body weight, <laughs> what would you say to yourself? Don't starve yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Train properly. <laughs> 
None of these bro splits. <laughs> Maybe keep the bro splits because they're so much fun. <laughs> no, yeah, first two years I didn't do it probably, then I did what I did to do. I think Mad Cow. Did that for months. Yeah. <laughs> Actually got strong. So I wish I was doing that from like the start. Eating properly as well. Mad Cow's such a good programme. I even more little fractionals that were like 0.25. I would probably just stay on 5-3-1. 5-3-1 forever. What a programme. What a programme. Program. With maybe intermittent breaks of like... Or than just 5x5. Five five. Yeah. yeah. For like the first two years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny to like look back on that, isn't it? Go, go mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was dying to go mad. <laughs> Which we don't know is gallon of milk a day. Go mad. Gallon, oh, yeah, yeah. Gallon, yeah, yeah. gallon of milk a day. <laughs> Which is a lot of calories. What was his name? He came up with it. Five by five and the mad cow, was it? It's not a. Um, Ripper toe, was it? That was it. Yeah. It was Ripper toe. Yeah. <laughs> Fives. We're starting strength. That's what it's called, yeah, starting strength, 5 by 5 Yeah, I think that's like, it's always a good uh, starting point. Um, and yet, if, if you. Ah, it's dead. <laughs> if you could mentally handle only doing 25 reps every time you trained like a specific movement like a squat bench or deadlift so I'm doing that wasn't it really well yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it, it see, so there you go it, it has like sort of come full circle <laughs> you start off with something like that and then you come back to it because <laughs> what is it called the, uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect where that's like competence confidence as uh, it might be the other way around, actually, as uh, as you get into something and your confidence is high, but your competence is super low, so you end up like being at the peak of Mount Stupid. Yeah. Now, if you end up obviously taking on board like you know things that you might read, things you might learn, like stuff you might learn from a coach, like thinking of this from like a training perspective you're obviously going to come down and realize that, oh, hang on, I'm not actually as like strong or as good or as this or as that as what I thought I was. So your confidence is going to come down. And as that confidence comes down, the competence can start going up because you're going to get out of your own way and essentially learn to get better. So if anything, like that's probably another thing that I would suggest is a is a good way of uh, goal setting is keep that kind of white belt beginner mentality because for the majority of like movements sports all that kind of stuff people prattle on about the basics doing the basics consistently doing the basics really well because when you're at the peak of Mount Stupid, you're looking at all these different like factors that, oh, this will get me X, Y, Z, when really you need to be concentrating on what, all right, what's A? Okay, and then what's A1? <laughs> what's A2, 3, 4 to 10? Okay, all right, 
No, that's boxed off. What's B? Looks <laughs> like you see these new PTs come out and they always do these all the mad exercise or varieties. Mm. And then, <laughs> like the good PTs just stick to the basics. Which isn't, isn't very fancy. No. But I guess the job done. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It will get you more results than... I saw one where it was... Yeah, I saw like saw one guy where he was basically making. Um, and I'm not saying that these don't have a place because they definitely do, but for the person that they were making do them, I don't really <laughs> really agree with it. Um, doing trap bar jumps, but this was a a, a lady who was I'd probably say she was she was over over 55 potentially like maybe 60s unless she had a really hard paper round but I'm, I'm not one to judge like fucking whatever and quite considerably um, overweight and that's not I'm not trying to be harsh when I say that um, it is what it is like um, I don't really think that doing a set of five trap bar jumps is going to be the most particularly useful thing for this particular person to do. But the thing is, because it looks fancy on Instagram, it's going to turn heads. Yeah. <laughs> for the gram, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, like you say, um, like PTs using shit like that. Another, another one that fucking burns my head out is large groups of people doing box jumps and it's like okay yeah box jumps are a great exercise but there's a lot of other exercises you can do <laughs> yeah doing the basics well learning how to do them well doing them consistently and understanding that just because something looks fucking fancy on on the ground doesn't necessarily mean that the person who's prescribing it to you knows what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> or that you should be doing it agreed <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think of what else I've seen in the gram but yeah everyone's obsessed with plows aren't they mm. yeah like why because <laughs> it looks good I would rather watch someone do a perfectly executed goblet squat than than do a box jump. Like I know I'm probably in like the minority when I say that, but watching someone squat really, really well, I don't think that there's anything that's more sort of pleasing to the eye than than watching someone do a really, really well-executed squat. Um, essentially, like, when I see people that are doing plyometrics, like, that probably sh maybe should just be concentrating on just doing some basic strength training, I always feel very sorry for the joints. Like, I feel sorry for the joints, the ligaments and the tendons, like, because... Doing, like, clean, clean and keeling jerks and other ones, I think the book would be like a deadlift reverse curl to a press. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> standing Just fucking yoink that bar as high as you can and then 
do this kind of like sort of split-legged lunge whilst military pressing the bar over your head. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm like, what, why? Like, <laughs> no one needs to do it. Just it sounds fancy to be cleaning pressing it. Yeah. Like, in terms of like doing weightlifting stuff, that is like very, very frustrating. Um, I mean, given, given like an hour, I'm pretty confident that I could get, I could get the, the most people to do some kind of okay, maybe power clean. But obviously, again, that depends on, depends on the person, depends on how much they've, they've trained, depends on how strong they are. Like, unless someone walks through the door and says, I want to learn how to snatch and clean a jerk. Like, you want to make them do that. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Which, like, sometimes it, it comes across like that's, that's what, like, these, like, coaches and personal trainers are doing. trying to make themselves look at it all for the gram yeah F- for the gram and then obviously people will see that and be like oh, I quite fancy giving that a go okay fair enough but then they can't coach it properly yeah. it's like please stop just stop because like I want to whenever I see it I just want to scratch my eyes out like I, I, yeah I want to want to scratch my eyes out <laughs> so yeah make sure that make sure the person that's teaching you the movement is like proficient at firstly performing it themselves and then if they're not that's probably a good sign that they're probably not going to know how to do a lot of things how to yeah yeah how to teach you how to do it now that's not to say that someone who has got poor technique can't coach you that's not what i'm saying at all it's just an indicator um because obviously if we take yourself as an example you could probably coach someone well i know that you could coach someone to, to do weightlifting but at the moment because of a couple of injuries that you have just a couple yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of ones that we haven't spoken about yet um you might be a little bit uncomfortable maybe demonstrating some exercises now demoing an exercise and being able to coach someone using your words <laughs> those are like different things and it's different styles of approaching weightlifting or like those particular movements like if if someone's coaching essentially boils down to just do it like this and then shows you a terribly executed movement then it's probably time to maybe like step away and look for someone who's going to explain why it is that you should do this that particular way, can competently demonstrate it to you, and can maybe tweak things. But yeah, the whole whole box jumps, plyos, bloody Olympic lifts. Like, I feel like there should be some kind of fucking license to... <laughs> if you're going to put this on Instagram... Then please go get this fucking license. Yeah. <laughs> get the qualifications. <laughs> That's the thing, though, because like, we've we've got those. What, like the 
um, level twos. No one's ever, there's no never been anyone coming here and said. So he's only the coach here, I think, British. Uh, competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one's ever come round to, like, you know, safeguard it or whatever. Yeah, there's no, like, governing body as such, is there? Yeah. Which is a pretty funny one. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty crazy one, that, because if you were going to teach someone how to drive, right, you'd need to know how to drive competently yourself mm. because driving a car is pretty fucking dangerous. It's a big fucking, what, five-ton piece of machinery. Like, <laughs> it's a five-ton bloody machine, depending on what kind of car you've got, that can, <laughs> that can seriously can do some fucking damage. Like, yeah. A barbell's kind of like the bloody human equivalent of it. But like, you can put a, a fair bit of weight on a bar and try and lift it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you should have to be able to, like, competently do things yourself mm. before you're allowed to teach someone else. Imagine if, like, you got into a, you got into a car with, with, um, with, some 17 year old kid who had like it was like the second time driving and they were like yeah I want to teach you how to drive you're like uh, I don't feel that's like the best idea really do you no yeah <laughs> I remember my driving lessons it was like not until like the fourth or fifth I actually got to drive yeah. anywhere properly <laughs> exactly like if someone comes into the gym with no experience um it's going to be a fucking terrible idea to, and they don't, like, maybe don't necessarily move particularly well. It's going to be a terrible idea to get them to perform a fucking 100 kilo clean and jerk. Like, <laughs> or even a clean and jerk with any weight on it. Like, it's probably going to make more sense if they want to learn that movement. Okay, let's start off with your front rack position. Let's make sure we can nail that first. Then, maybe get them squatting. Like, it feels like there's not enough of that. And obviously, because that isn't sexy, it's not particularly attractive for Instagram. No, no, it's just a dead frustrating one. And it's kind of confusing how we've gone from goal setting to that. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's going the flow, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Just... True, true. But yeah, so if there's, there's no real structure these anyways, then no, no, not not at all. Like, like <laughs> you look, are, you just asking just me look at what's, last week's. what's today? What's today's topic? Uh, <laughs> goal setting. Yeah, okay, goal setting. <clears throat> so yeah, there's there's like a couple of uh, a couple of like good little nuggets of info for you about goal setting. Obviously, early on in your training, you want to be avoiding failure as much as you can. You want to build some confidence, build some competence, get good at the movements, um, build uh, a really wide base, so have like plenty of variety in the exercises that you're doing. And the closer you get to maybe like a programmed in testing week or competition, the more sort of specific you want to get. If you go on Instagram and you come across a coach who's like offering to teach you to like lift weights or train, 
maybe fucking figure out if they can actually do the shit themselves before you take any of their advice on board. And that's not a catch-all. There might be situations where someone's super knowledgeable and uh, maybe dealing with some injuries or coming back into training, all that kind of stuff. Um, if someone is offering to teach you how to Olympic lift, then make sure they know what they're talking about before you invest in them as a coach uh, because if they're essentially just going to give you like cues like one that I've seen quite a lot is you set up like you're going to do a deadlift it's like no you, no you fucking don't no you don't they might look similar from a starting position but they're actually not like just because the bar's on the floor and you grab it <laughs> doesn't make them the same. There are little nuances to setting up differently for different things. So make sure that the coach or the person you're going to invest in uh, can uh, basically coach you in a way that you're going to respond to and a way that is going to get you the progress that you want. Um, and yeah, to be honest with you, that's about it from me because... My laptop's on 10%. <laughs> My laptop's dying. Have you got anything you want to add to that at all, James? Uh, nope. My mind's gone blank. Nice. <laughs> Needs to need some caffeine. Which reminds me, uh, thanks for sticking around for so long, if you have. Nice one. Uh, if you want to smash some coffee, get it delivered straight to your door. I thought that was you then. If you want to get some coffee delivered straight to your door, uh, head over to www.crosbycoffee.co.uk, uh, tap subscriptions, uh, pick the option that suits you the best, um, and at checkout, enter code MISSGROOVE10, uh, and that'll get you 10% off your subscription forever, which is a fucking incredible deal. It tastes brilliant, and yeah, it keeps me and my training nicely fueled. Um, if you want to stop pissing about with your training in the gym and you want to get stronger and you want to be coached by myself, James, uh, uh, Dougie, Sam and Jane, um, some of the best coaches in the game, obviously I'm a little bit biased, but you know, we are, um, then head over to <laughs> liverpoolstrengthco.co.uk. We're going to be launching a very short course pretty soon. We're just uh, basically dotting some of the I's crossing the T's and uh, yeah, putting the final touches to it. It's going to be a short course, but if you head over to www.liverpoolstrengthco.co.uk, uh, you can check out our website um, and you can uh, basically decide to come and train with us. If you want to make some gains, come down and train with us. If you don't, fuck off to your shitty gym. Like, not asked. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, see you next week. Goodbye.